0: to venture out of the trees and onto the African savanna. It is suspected that climate change influenced this decision. Specifically, a period of increasing dryness may have caused the savanna to encroach onto jungle territory, shrinking the ape's food supply. The most clever, adaptable, and adventurous apes dropped from the leafy branches to the grassy plains in search of alternative foods and found them. The adaptability of these clever apes was paid forward to future generations in the form of evolutionary changes that made them ever more adaptable. Over the span of millions of years, a succession of hominid species descending from the first-floor dwelling primates became increasingly adept at surviving in all kinds of terrestrial environments. Archaeological evidence suggests that most of the changes that occurred in the process by which Homo sapiens evolved from the earliest hominids generated creatures that were capable of finding, gathering, capturing, killing, cultivating, and domesticating a greater variety of foods. Our species emerged as the master omnivore of planet Earth, capable of extremely diverse eating, but also dependent on dietary diversity, both physically and psychologically. We are not koala bears that can blithely thrive on eucalyptus leaves alone. Above all else, it was a large and growing brain that made the succession of species between the proto-chimps of seven million years ago and modern humans increasingly dietetically adaptive. Novel brain power enabled the hominids of the Paleolithic period to invent tools and techniques that brought more and more foods into their diet. Big brains also furnished them with communication skills that supported sophisticated methods of cooperative food foraging, as well as reasoning skills that were used to make smart dietary choices as new options presented themselves. At least 164,000 years ago, for example, one human gambled on wading into the sea to extract shellfish to eat, and his success added seafood to the diet of the species. Dietary experimentation is risky, though. Whenever a creature eats something it has never eaten before, there is a chance of disaster. There must have been many a disaster throughout the prehistory and early history of our species as we continually put strange stuff in our mouths to learn whether or not it was good to eat. Consider the example of the Strychnos vomica, a plant that produces fruit that is attractive, sweetly fragrant, and poisonous, so that our ancestors in Southeast Asia and Australia where the plant is native, were beguiled into tasting it and met with deadly consequences when they did. Yet the fruit of the strengthos nux vomica is almost indistinguishable from the bale fruit, which, although terrible tasting, is non-toxic and even medicinal. As they say, you never know until you try. The knowledge gained through such experimentation was transmitted from person to person, generation to generation in the form of rules about eating. Almost from the very beginning, this passing down of collected food lore must have carried a moral element, because even rats have enough inborn conscience to go hungry if eating hurts another rat. As our brains grew larger, and our language skills more sophisticated, this moral element intensified. Distinctively human morality was born, symbolically anyway when eating unhealthy food changed from a mere bad idea into a wrongful act. Among the first recognized crimes was that of eating things verboten, a crime that delivered its own penalty as often as those taboo foods were poisonous. Perhaps even older is the crime of feeding forbidden things to others with bad intent, as that talking snake did to poor Eve in the Garden of Eden. Group Identity played a central role in the transformation of eating the wrong foods from a mere mistake into a codified sin. At some point, gobbling forbidden fruits became something that our kind just didn't do. Imagine Clan A was the first to discover that a certain berry was harmful to human health in some insidious way. Nearby rival clans B, C, and D had not yet figured it out. If a member of Clan A snapped on the taboo berry, despite his better knowledge, He bore not only the toxic effects, but also the sin of having eaten something that defied the identity of Clan A as distinct from the identities of Clans B, C, and D. The pressure to not eat what one's group did not want one to eat was so severe that a propensity to make moral judgments based